Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Happy Self Podcast, where we talk all things happiness from both a professional and a personal point of view. I'm Tracy Fox, an NYU certified life coach and author of four books on happiness. You can find out more about me at tracyfox.net. Along with my co-host, Kara Duncan, we invite you to sit back, laugh, listen, and learn as you discover your happy self. Hi, everyone. Today's topic is the Ten Commandments. And Kara, the reason we're talking about the Ten Commandments is because I found this absolutely fascinating, which is if you go out into the streets and you survey people about the importance of the Ten Commandments, every single person says, yes, the Ten Commandments are extremely important. And I, I want I want them. I want them in the town square. I think it's important for my children to know. And then when you ask them the second question, great, could you tell me what the Ten Commandments are? And that's just what I was going to say. Right. How many can do that? And the average um, American I only knows included. three of the oh, ten. Oh, okay. I was I, okay. Let me look at yeah. Um, I got a few more than that, but let me be honest. I probably had to look at them to really remember them, if that makes sense. And like, why that's so relevant and important, what you're saying, is because you and I have spent our lives in and out of Bible studies. Mm -hmm. um, so of any, if anybody should know the Ten Commandments, it would be you and me should know them backwards and forwards because we've actually been in Bible study and we go to church regularly and everything. And even we can't necessarily... Recite the Ten Commandments. Well, you can trace, but okay. well, I've gotten there. Okay, <laughs> but here's the other fascinating, which I found really fascinating about modern society. The same people, here we go, mm. when asked what the ingredients were for a Big Mac, could list all of the ingredients in a Big Mac. Okay, that's just so sad, Tracy. No, what does that say about our culture? That's just so sad. They don't know the Ten Commandments, the average American, oh. but they know every ingredient in a Big Mac. Okay. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about today. Are the Ten Commandments still relevant? And let's go through them also okay. and see how they apply to life and whether, again, they can help us live a more significant and happy life. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Good. So the first one is, I am the Lord, your God. You shall have no other gods before me. And just again, for those of you who are listening, if you did want to know where they are, they're in the Old Testament in the Bible and the Ten Commandments were handed down by God to Moses as kind of moral law. That's what the Ten Commandments are. All right. So the first one is, you can't have any other gods before me. I am your Lord. Right. What do you think of that Wor one? Well, yes. Worship only me. Right. He's, yeah. I believe that. Okay. And I, I do love the quote from the Bible that says, if I can get it right, you know, love me with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. So it's not just, yeah, yeah, sure. I love God. Right. Um, all in. It's all in. Yep. Right. So or do you apply that to your daily life? Do you think? Or? Well, yes. I mean, not that I'm perfect, but no. yeah, I mean, the Lord is my God. Yes. Okay, great. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yep. All right. Number two, you shall make no idols for yourself. What's that mean? So, I mean, I think there's two ways to look at this. At least I look at it two ways. There's what God was saying about he doesn't want any idols, meaning he's the God and don't put it, don't make anything Anybody else first. bigger in your yeah. life than him. Um, and I also look at it as don't make God an idol. So I look at it both ways. In other words, don't make God so small, your version of God that you don't think he can handle things. I like to think of it that way too, because a lot huh. of people think of God as small. God is not small. God no. is huge. And there has to be a level of respect for that. So it's both. Don't make an idol out of other things before God. That's what I would, I, I think of it more that. Yes. I think of it more that, not just things, but again, he's even saying like, 
don't worship anything else, anyone else, right? You know, don't worship, and I'm not just joking, celebrities and, you know, politicians. And, you know, we, t we tend to um, humanize our lives, right? And we're idling these people right here on earth. And that's not what we're meant to be doing. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And I also think you can idle other things. Like one of the things I definitely idle is um, if I'm if I'm worrying about something, right? You, yeah. That can become an idol. Like, because again, you're not trusting that God's got you're sort of wor worshiping in a way. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of people really do idle anxiety and worry because, <laughs> and how do I know that? Because I, again, we all know I'm a life coach and I, I coach a lot of people and they spend most of their time worrying. They do not. And I, there's this great quote that says, if you have time to worry, you have time to pray. No, oh, I like right. that. I love that quote. But it's true because think about the amount of time and energy people uh -huh. put into worry and anxiety about things in life. Um, and if you put the same amount of time and energy into just believing God's got it covered, can you imagine? First of all, it would free up so much time. And two, it would be putting God in his rightful place because you'd be saying, you know yeah. what? God's you, got it covered. You're in charge. Absolutely. My daughter and I talked a lot about anxiety and prayer and, and all of that just, just yesterday. So that's really interesting. And um, she's got a beautiful faith. And um, it's really important to... Uh, she and I to, to, to talk about when we were both feeling sort of anxious about things and how we were dealing with it. And, and one is absolutely to turn it over. So. All right. And then the, I think the other way people look at idols is what you said at the beginning, which is there's actual idols, like, yes, right. there's celebrities and stuff, but I think the old Testament meaning and view of this was also about like wooden images, like people would be praying to their little doll or their little right. image or something in their house. And God was saying, again, don't make it all so small. Don't, don't, you know, worship that, worship me, the great creator of the entire universe. Yep. All right. Number three, do not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. Yeah. That's, that's all that slangy talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't need to go into that. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people, you know, I don't know that they do it intentionally, but a lot of people definitely use slang words all the time. Yes. Like, I guess we're yeah. not going to use them in the podcast, but God, this and God, yeah. that. And, and you know, Jesus see, and I hate yeah. I have had issues in my house about that. I'm like, please don't say that. That really just, it gets right to my core. I don't like that at all. Okay. And I'm going to take the interpretation oh, yeah, again. Is perfect, but I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. And I'm going to take the interpretation to another level, which is all about misusing the name of the Lord in terms of what, again, what God is capable of, right? Because if we're not believing God, that God can handle things. I do, you know, I think we're misusing it there. And the other thing I'm, I think people misuse the name of the Lord is when they call themselves a Christian and then they don't behave like Christians because again, we are representatives, right? Right. And so if you are screaming at people and gossiping and, you know, using profanity all over the place or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, but I'm a Christian. Yeah. Um, right. So you're misusing it in that way. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's not to say Christians have to be perfect. No, obviously we aren't. Because we're far from it. What's and my favorite every old bumper sticker from like, you know, 1970s. <laughs> like Christians aren't perfect. They're just forgiven. That's a yeah. Well, there it is. Right. I love that one. Right. Though. But, right. you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes people who are looking in who maybe don't have the same faith, you know, we are, they're looking hard. So we yeah. do, we, we do have a sense of responsibility just as you do anything that you believe in that you're putting out there in the world. You're right? right. Anything you really believe in that you're calling your own people are watching you and how you, how you interact with that. 
Absolutely. And you're scaring them off if you're sitting there screaming and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Like, and then yeah, you're like, great, oh, but yeah. I'm a really good Christian. Yeah, yeah, you're great. And we know that's going on all the time with celebrity Christians also, right? Sure. So yes, we're all accountable to our behavior for sure. All right. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. What that really means is, you know, honor the time, you know, God said I made seven days and use the last day to rest. And it wasn't just for sleeping. <laughs> it was for resting in God. Right. Right. So what, what's your theory on that? Well, I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't, we don't do it. Um, I, I've thought about it so many times in my life, especially when I had younger kids. Um, I, and um, it is such a, like, like you said, it's not a day of like, oh, nobody's doing anything, you know, just sit in front of the couch. It is about taking that time to really, well, one, if nothing else, go to church, yep. right? And just spend some, some quiet time. You know, maybe that's a time you really disengage from the world in a way and that, and spend some time with God, like you say, but uh yeah, that's not something I honestly do. Well, part of the problem, I think, is one, you know, keeping an entire day holy. So holy means set apart. And so how do you take an entire day? And I mean, that was the ideal, right? right. The Ten Commandments are all about an ideal that we can't really reach anyway, but we can try. And so to take a whole day and make it holy, meaning you use the day to honor God, to read the Bible, to think about God's message, to, you know, have fellowship with people and all that good stuff. Um, one, yeah, that's the ideal. But two, I think part of the problem is, you know, it's just so many distractions. Stores are open, football's on. We're going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. And I, quite honestly, you know, I'm, I'm still choosing <laughs> Tom Brady over. I know. All right. We'll get to that. Right. We'll I'm choosing Tom that. Brady over God, I guess, on Sundays. Okay. Oh, well, Although I get to church in the morning. And there stuff. you go. So okay. we start it, we start it well. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady, if you're listening. Okay. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Yeah, that's that's one I would remember, but yep. I always never like really know exactly what that meant. Mm. You know, like as a child, and then as a as a parent, I'm like, well, duh, of course you're gonna honor me. No, I honestly, I struggle. I don't really know exactly what that means, other than respect them. Yeah, I think yeah. it means deep reverence and respect, and I think it means deep reverence and respect regardless of how your parents treated you. Oh, right. Because you, this is not just for people who had great parents. This is also yeah. oh, for gotcha. parents who missed the mark, who, mm. you know, you I'm still have a troubled mother. relationship right. with. I think, again, it's an ideal mm -hmm. that yeah. we are supposed to honor I guess honor they brought you into the father. world, if nothing else. Right? right. So you have to really honor that. Okay. And again, you know, again, if you can change the course of that, if you do have abusive parents out there or you don't have a good relationship, maybe now's the time to really pray about it, think about it and see if you can do some healing around that mm. based on this commandment, which is to honor your father and your mother. Yeah, that's Brits. Yeah. All right. Number six, you shall not murder. I mean, I think everyone yeah. agrees with that one. Okay. Yeah. No, not much to add to that. <laughs> All except that Jesus took it a step further just for the sake of this conversation and said, even if you think, if you have anger mm. in your heart towards another person, he would consider that murder. So it's not the actual act of going out and murdering someone. Yes, we all agree that that's horrible morally and it's also illegal. Um, but what about the having anger in your heart towards another person being considered murder by okay, Christ? And what about, what about the murderers who are in jail and then come to God? Right. That's, that's a, mm. for some people that's really hard. I have a friend from church who really struggles with that. Okay. He's just like led this whole life. And then at the last minute decides mm. to ask Jesus into his heart and he's forgiven. Yeah. 
She has a real hair. And that's interesting. That could be a whole nother podcast. But well, honestly, she can have a problem with it, except the, the problem with her having a problem with it is throughout the Bible, that is how heaven is described. You know, right. that's the whole story of the talents and how the farmer left. And, you know, the, yeah. the guy who starts at the beginning of the day gets the same amount of exactly. money as the guy who only did one hour of work. And, and again, Christ says, this is what heaven's like. Yes. You can be a Christian your whole life or you can figure it out on your deathbed. Yeah. But you're still getting into heaven. I love it. I, I like it, but I can but think about that. I mean, I'm sure a lot, I mean, of course I like that, but I also, yeah, think about that. Okay. Mm. I've been working my whole life, mm. but you're right. There, go look in the Bible. There's a million stories like that, right. but that's an, that's an interesting the one. The lost sheep, and it's I, I all think, there. The lost coin. It's all about the same stuff. Right. But I can see how people would struggle with that, but all in all, obviously thou shalt not. Funny enough, I was actually reading that story last night, and the other thing that came to me was about how Christ says it's really not the, the, the reason that is so relevant about heaven is it's not about you. Like, so what if you've been a Christian your whole yeah. life and this person gets in at the last minute or whatever the thing is? You actually shouldn't be looking at it as anything except lucky you. You've been a Christian your whole life, not how come that guy there, got in there. when he lived a horrible life and then perspective. Yeah, everything's about right. Mm. There you go. Perspective. Mm -hmm. All right, you shall not commit adultery. Well, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, not in my book, but yeah. Yeah, but there just is. And again, I know from coaching how much it's going on. And let's remember, remember that website that was up about you could date married people. It was a big deal a couple of years ago yeah. and it was on the national news. Just the fact that there is a huge company, a huge website where people can go to date married people shows how far down our society Marriages. has gone in yeah. terms of the sanctity of marriage and adultery. And, uh, and commitment to staying together. Yeah. Or celibate together. And again, Christ goes further with this one. He says, even if you look across the room and there's a cute guy there and right. you start and if you're, you're married, lusting, lusting. if you're lusting after yeah. another person in your heart, that is committing adultery. Yeah. And the reason that's committing adultery again is because everything starts with a thought, right? An affair mm. starts with a thought. Like you're at the office and some guy talks to you, but you're married. Um, and then like, you, oh, you're a little intrigued. Yeah. And then he says, Hey, you want to grab lunch one day, just a friendly lunch. But then you go to the lunch and then the next thing he's like sharing Facebook photos with you, you're married. And that's how the original thought of he's cute leads to the affair. Everything starts with a thought because if the first thought had been you're cute, but yeah, no, I'm not having lunch with you. And this is business. And I love my husband. You never would have gone down that path. Right. And so that's why Christ said, commit, co you know, committing adultery actually starts in your, in your brain mm. and in your mind and in your heart. What do you think of that? Well, I think as you said, most everything starts with thought first and right. then it's what proceeds from there. Which is why guard your thoughts and guard your heart. There you go. Okay. Number eight, you shall not steal. Yeah. Okay. We all agree with that. Yeah. But I did when I was younger. Well, everyone does. <laughs> Again, uh, everyone steals. Should, should and I really put all this out there <laughs> for America to hear? No, I did. I was a little... Dealer. Because you did it with a bunch of friends, or yeah. no? I think we all did that. I stole yeah. something from some some whatever. My friends all, yeah, you know, we all did that, right? Yeah. We all did it. I had to take it back though because I got caught. And oh, I had to apologize. Yeah, yeah. But let's not go into the stories. But you know, now no, I feel so like not high and mighty, but like I'm so honest now. You know, yeah. I would never do that now. But still, I mean, look at that. That was a commandment that I. Completely. Well, and there's other ways to steal. And again, I talk about tax returns a lot. A lot of people oh, cheat of on their tax returns because they want to save money or they just, they don't put as much income or they take it, whatever. And so I think, you know, again, the only reason I'm saying that and we're all saying it is because these ideals are really hard to reach. You're right. To never steal, to never, you know, mm. lust in your heart, none of this. Okay. 
Uh, you should, oh, this is a tough one for so many people. This, this is the old version of saying basically don't gossip, but you shall not give false testimony. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Like, like, like bring that into, uh, our center. So one is both gossiping, but I think the other is just saying bad things about other people because mm. it makes you feel better or you're trying to go with the group, you know, you're in a group okay. setting and they're saying something nasty and then you throw in your two cents. Um, and, and God is saying, no, don't give any bad or false testimony about your neighbor. I think that this is something that personally I've grown into, like as I've gotten older, like I so, I never really thought I was much of a gossiper. I also really didn't like speaking badly about people. I really mm. didn't. And probably because I knew darn well, if I was doing it, someone was doing it about me. Right. Isn't that the truth? And they may still be doing it about you. Even well, I'm sure they are. <laughs> That's All right. But, but you know you, what? Whatever. Do you uh, go as far as to stop other people? If you're in a setting um, and they're saying something, you know, whatever. I have before. I've yeah. kind of been, I have, I can't say I've, yeah. you know, got a perfect record, but you know, I would definitely say like, oh, you know what? I have, you know what I have done before? People say like, she's not, and I say, you know what? You, you might think that, but like until that person does something to me, mm. I will heed what you're saying, mm. but I will decide that for myself. So in a way, that's a way of, of shutting it down. Um, yeah, I, I've shut it down before, but like when people are saying something nasty, you right. know, like that, you know. I think it's always a good idea to shut it down if you can, or just to redirect the conversation yeah. or say you don't really always know the full story. Mm. And as again, as a coach, the thing that I find fascinating is if I hear something outside of a coaching session, I might be much more judgmental. Like what? You just cheated on your husband? Um, That's ridiculous. But if I'm in a coaching session and someone says that, I'm just like, well, tell me what's going on with that. And you know what? The truth is everybody has a reason for why they do it. And it's not bad reasons. It's I'm lonely. My husband's never around and it's been five years since he's given me a compliment and this other person was actually nice to me and I fell into it and and then you're like oh that makes perfect sense as opposed to when you're just judging it from uh, the surface yeah. judging and gossiping and just being gnarly yeah right so do not do it and, and again this is an ideal but I do think we can all be much more positive and much happier if we're willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and even redirect conversations. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb too and say, us women, we need to stick together, not bash each mm. other down. We're like, you know, we're, you know, when we're mothers and and we're daughters and we're wives and we're friends, and we need to really build each other up. Okay, and let me add to that then. Great thought. Uh, so I was watching Housewives the other night, and I was thinking, your guilty pleasure. Well, it is a guilty pleasure, but half of the time I want to turn it off because it's such a bad representation I can't of women watch it. friendships. It gets me so wound up. Well, that, but it's also a bad representation oh, for the rest of us on because they're all saying, "Well, we're such great friends," and I'm and like, "No, they, you're not." Oh, and they're nasty. You're to horrible each other. to each other. Then you make up, and then you're horrible again. And then talk and that, about gossiping behind each other's yeah. back. That's not true friendship, but here's the problem. That show is really popular. Yeah, because you know what? I think it's popular not because it's the friendships, Trace. Let's be honest. It's because of the, the sensationalism, the, the exact thing that makes me want to turn it off, makes me want to watch it, which is the fights and the, you yeah. know. So, and it's the glamour and it's, it's there's a lot of it. I, I personally don't believe it is so highly rated because it's got, people are idealing, idealizing that those friendships. No, no, but I do think a lot of people have those type of friendships where oh, it, if I did, I would be running for the hills, girl. Okay. okay. All That's right. And then the last one is you shall not covet. And for those of you who don't know, covet means wishing you had somebody else's stuff, their life, their husband, envy, 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 jealousy, right. all of it. I am guilty of this. Yeah. I am definitely guilty. Who isn't? <laughs> I don't know. You think everyone covets? 
I think everybody has some amount of envy and jealousy about other people's life and stuff. Of course. Okay. Well, God is saying, don't do it. I will. God. (laughs) Yeah. But we're human. And so, but yes, I understand he's saying, don't do it. But as human beings, I think that, okay, maybe I'm being really obnoxious saying that everybody does, but I would think that most people have some what, some, some amount of jealousy and envy. Of some, of yeah. some sort. I well, again, okay. And if you do have an issue with it, you know, we ha- we all have to learn to temper it. And well, that's fair. And I I'll mean, give my example of how I tempered mine, if it's helpful to anybody. So I used to be very, very coveting when I moved to this town because it's there's a lot of money where we live. Um, and I'd see these people in their beautiful Range Rovers, and they belong to country clubs and all the rest of it. And I said, you know, this is not a good way for me to be spending my time, like looking at someone and being like, wow, how come they got a Range Rover? How come they get into the country club, whatever? And I turned it around for myself. And I actually give this advice now to people I coach, which is just be happy for them. Say, good for them. Glad they got a Range Rover. And if I really want a Range Rover, I can figure it out. I can rent one. I can borrow one. I can work hard and save up the money. Like you don't always have to go right to coveting. You can say, good for them. And if I really want that, if I really want the, that body that person has or that haircut or that car, I can get it myself. Like, I don't have to spend time in jealousy about it. Well, you know, the, the other thing is there's always somebody better off and there's always somebody worse off. That's right. So take that for what you want. All right. So we got the Ten Commandments and let's end with um, questions. Shall we go to questions oh, yeah. now? Gotcha. Okay, uh, Geraldine S. from Cary, Nevada. Oh, my Carter's out in Nevada now. I was excited. <laughs> Sorry. I was excited you were doing this episode on the Ten Commandments. Can you talk more modern ways to keep the Sabbath? Mm. Okay, so that's interesting because that, that okay, that's kind of where I was starting to go for, right? Um, to modernize it. So how would you do it? You um, go to worship, which we said. Yep. Maybe make a family day in time, which maybe focuses more on on God. Oh, do you remember the challenge, the forever challenge in this town? The sports on Sunday. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know, I don't know what else. Don't shop. Don't drink alcohol. Don't go on social media. Yeah. I mean, again, right. Right. I mean, it's the, again, we go back to what the word holy means. It means you have to set the day apart as something different, something special. And you have to, you know, put it down in your calendar, I think helps like, Hey, I'm actually going to honor this day and I'm going to keep it separate from the rest, which is what God wanted. And then whatever works for you, get, get into worship, get into reading a Bible, watch some television ministries, family time, like you just said, and maybe stay away from some of the stuff that the other six days you're obsessed with, which is television and housewives and and all that stuff. Yeah. And social media. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, it is a good question. And I love when you say that holy is means setting apart. I love that. And one of the things I used to say to my kids that I loved about going to church was that hour in my Sunday was so different than anything else my whole week was like. It gives me the chills. I just got the chills. It was so different. You know, you're in the sanctuary, you're you're with your church family. Oh my God, I literally have chills on Mm. my body. I love that. The the thing that when you say that, the holy means 
setting apart. Is that what you said? Setting yeah, yeah, I that's love what that. it means. Beautiful. And so we're encouraging everybody out there, do something different this Sunday. This Sunday yes, is, you know, it. coming up. And so maybe just take a moment and think to yourself, how could I set it apart for myself? And even if you start with a baby step of, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to watch a TV ministry, or I'm going to decide not to gossip on a Sunday and I'm going to do it in, you know, because I love God. Or I'm putting my iPad down for the right. afternoon. Right. Or, yeah. Okay. Start good. with something small. Wonderful. Okay. Peter F from Torrington, Connecticut. I am curious, what is your favorite command? What is, what, mm. excuse me, what is your favorite commandment and why? All right. So mine is just the first one because it goes to all the rest about if you love God, if that, if you're really trying to make that the mission of your life, which is the whole, you know, which is what it's all about. Loving God with all your heart, you know, your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Everything comes from that. If I really love God, then I'm not going to gossip. If I really love God, then I'm going to try and do better in friendships. If I really love God, I'm going to come back to my marriage when I don't feel like doing it. When I feel like being mean, I'm going to say, no, yeah. be more patient or whatever it is. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, if I'm really honest, I don't have a favorite. Yeah. But if I'm looking, thinking about our, our conversation today, I really like the Sabbath. Mm. I really like um, trying to make it, that a change in my life. Good question again. Thank All you. Alrighty, got one more here. It is Jessica Z from Quebec, Canada. Mm. What are your thoughts on teaching your kids the Ten Commandments? Well, I mean, just laughing at the beginning about that kids know all the burger, yeah. uh, you know, Big Mac ingredients, but they know, know the Ten Commandments. Again, if we're going to spend time, you know, teaching our kids things, I think it's a great thing to teach them. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, here I am, what, 50, I was going to say 56, but no, I'm actually 57, you know, and I... I didn't know them all. Right? right. I mean, I have to look at them to re remember right. them. How's right. that? But you, so it, my just thing is like, it's a great foundation, right? Totally. A good, good and starting great, part, good foundation. Right. And a great ideal just to make your life more significant and more happy. So that's our episode today. And if you want to send in a question, please send it to Tracy at TracyFox.net. We love your questions. That's how you stay connected right now to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again. Bye.